Today, um, my thought is knowing his name. And um, do we know? Do we know? Let me ask you that question. I want, I want you to really consider that thought. Do I really know his name? Oh, I know the name of Jesus. We sung about Yahweh and, and, and Adonai. And, and, and do I know him? Do I know him? If we can leave that picture on the, on the screen for a while, that would be great. You know, one of the first things, you know, the latest baby born in the room, I think, is um, Nathan. Where's Isaac? Nathan, yes. He's the latest, uh, latest addition to the family, which is uh, just wonderful. We're going to do a dedication in the next few weeks or so. But Nathan's the first or the latest born in the, in the, in the family. Do you know, probably, and you may be one of these odd parents um, but probably one of the first things that you did when baby arrived was name it so that it wasn't remained an it, you remained him, you named him or you named her and you gave the baby a name. Is there anybody in the room that waited a month before you named your baby? Okay, there are one or two. <laughs> one. <laughs> yes, it gets harder as the time goes on, I do agree. Um, so yes, but normally the, almost the first thing about, you give it a smile, you make sure mum's okay, and the, almost the first thing you do is name your child. Most of us, other than uh, one or two, <laughs> that's the first thing we did. And do you know what? Your name gives you your identity. You know, if, I, if I said Harry, we would all think Harry. Jokes, Southampton, um, uh, and one or two other things that I could quirks about Harry, I could say. We th- we, we, we're not thinking Harry Redknapp in the church, maybe you are, but we're thinking Harry, Harry. And not Prince Harry, but Harry. Okay, If, if I was to mention Claire, you'd be thinking organiser, um, church events, the fact with her name comes an identity with it. Agreed? For me, I am Jeff Wood. Not Jeffrey. I'm only Jeffrey when I'm naughty with my mother. Okay? So if you call me Jeffrey, I will ignore you. I don't like the name Jeffrey. Have you ever seen a baby? Come here, Jeffrey. It's like weird. But it's not as weird as calling a baby. Oh, I'm in, I'm in danger. <laughs> Some of the names you hear babies today, you think, weird? But I'm not going to go down that line. Anyway, so I am Jeff Wood. That's who I am. That's who, if if someone calls Jeff Wood, they've got my attention. Will Mr. Wood come through to reception, please? They've got my attention because it, it identifies me. I am Jeff Wood. I am Marius, as we know you. I am Ola, even though that's Alexandria. I'm, now I'm going down a really difficult path of all the people who've got two names. God knows you as Alexandria. When he calls you by name, he calls you by your real name. We know you as Ola. So if, if you hear God calling you like Samuel did, Samuel, Samuel. And you, you, you know yourself by another name. Watch out because God's calling you by your name, the name that you were born with. So I am Jeff Wood. 
But that name represents a whole bunch of things. It represents the fact that I am a son to my mum. I'm a husband to my wife. I'm a father to my children. I'm an uncle. I'm a granddad. Many times over, I'm a granddad. So it identifies, it not only identifies who I am, but identifies my identity to a lot of other people. I'm also an elder. I'm an elder of the church as a whole, all the congregations. I'm an elder. I'm a local congregational pastor. And I'm an employer, employee. I'm a friend. Me and Phil, well, we haven't done this yet, but we haven't gone and played bowls, and we've certainly not gone jogging. I do not want Phil beating me at bowls and jogging, all right? So I've stopped the jogging, and we have. But I, I look at Phil as a friend. I look, well, I look at all of you as friend and family, um, because that's who we are. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a friend. I'm a mentor. And I'm a neighbor. Not to anyone here, but I'm a neighbor to my neighbors. So I am a lot of things. True? And so are you. And so is God. And he is called I am. I am this, and I am that, and I am the other. He is the great I am. And, and it was in, this, in this moment in Moses' life, Moses, remember, he, he was put into the Nile. He ended up being picked up by Pharaoh's daughter. He was looked after by his real mother for a period of time. He lived in the Pharaoh's court. Um, he grew up as an Egyptian in the Egyptian household. He then realized that he was a Hebrew, um, and he was going to become the deliverer. He then went about it in his own way rather than God's way, and then uh, he ran for his life and was in, found himself in the backside. The Bible says he found himself in the backside of the desert looking after some sheep. And as he was out there looking after these sheep, he happened to come across the burning bush, or the bush that was burning but didn't burn. It was a supernatural intervention moment, a kairos moment of God in his life. And Moses stood and stopped, and he heard the voice from the burning bush say, the place where you are is holy ground, take off your shoes. If I ever, ever heard a bush talk to me, I would run. <laughs> I don't know. You may talk to your shrubs, you may talk to your bushes, but have they ever talked back to you? If they have, we'll call for a white jacket man to come and help you, right? <laughs> Here in this moment, the bush speaks to Moses, and Moses obeys the bush. All right, it sounds a bit crazy, doesn't it? But what God then said is powerful. Let's read this together in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. So God's speaking to, to Moses about, you will go back into Egypt, you will be a deliverer to my people, you will say, you will let my, to Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the earth at the time, you will let my, God's people go. And then Moses says this. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Now God had revealed himself by name 
in many different ways, Elohim, Adonai, um, um, El Shaddai, he had revealed himself by many names prior to this. But at this moment, God is wanting to show to the children of Israel not just his position as Adonai or El Shaddai or Elohim. He didn't want to show him his position as elder or congregational pastor or, el, um, um, or neighbor. God wanted to reveal himself personable so that the children of Israel could have a relationship with, uh, have a, a closeness with God. And at this moment, God then reveals himself in the most personable way ever spoken in the Bible up until this point. And he says, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. It's like, it sounds like a tongue twister. If I was Moses, I'd say, okay, yeah, that's who you're saying you are, I am. But what does that mean? How does that relate to me? We sung it this morning. You are the great I am. Are we just singing words on a board, on a screen? Or what does that mean to me personally today, not just for Moses back then? What does it mean singing Adonai, Elohim, great I am? Are these just good lyrics to the words? Or do they have a significance that when we sing it, when we sing Adonai, we're saying you are master and Lord over my life. When we say Elohim, we're saying I recognize and, 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 and identify you as being Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the beginning, God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Elohim. In the very first line of the Bible, God revealed himself as the plurality, as the triune God. If you've ever wondered if the, if the Trinity is true, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but Elohim, the plurality of God, is there. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God being plural, being Elohim. And it says, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. So, so what is, who is, and what to me is I am? It is four letters, Y-H-W-H. And actually, in the Hebrew, is yod heh vah I want you to remember that. You know, we're not going to start singing songs, wah heh wah Come on. But we do sing songs because that word, Y-H-W-H, W-H is Yahweh. And we sing Yahweh. And without the knowledge of these things piecing together, and it gets much more exciting than this as we go, I'm going to ask you to get your phones out, turn them on, turn them on silent and put them next to you. Is that okay? We're going to use, we're going to use Google in church for our Bible study this morning. Is that good? Okay, so get your phone out, put it on silent and have it next to you so we're not fussing with it later. So, Yorhe is the four letter YHWH of God. I am. And he said, Thus 
you shall say to the children of Israel, I am. So when Moses goes up to the children of Israel, he is to tell these three million Jews, I am has sent me. And it was meant to mean something to each and every one of them. And then he goes on and says, moreover, God said to Moses, now listen up. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord your God, the God of the fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is so important. This is my name forever. When was the last time you said, Lord, I am. I come to you today. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that next week. That's a little bit of an appetizer. Come back next week, you'll hear more on that one. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to how many generations? Are you a part of all those generations? This includes me and you. When God said, this is my name, it wasn't just for Moses, it wasn't just for Israel, and it wasn't just for that time back then in the burning bush. It was for, my name is forever, and is a memorial to all generations. So when we're singing these lyrics on on the songs, when we're singing Adonai or Elohim or Jehovah, let's have an understanding. And over the next couple of weeks or so, we're just going to identify some, some truths so that we can, when we're singing it, we can connect with those words, or as it's just words on a screen. And, and, and that's pointless. But what do those words mean to you right now, in this moment, in this mo- meeting? What do these words mean to you? Because, and what does the Bible say? Because you, you just may get, oh, I, I love that word, Elohim. It just sounds good. It just sounds, it just feels good. But it means almighty God, the all-sufficient one. The breasty one, the provider of all things. When, when you begin to look at it that way, you think, everything that I need is wrapped up, sorry, in El Shaddai. That's El Shaddai. Getting all my Hebrews mixed up. But El Shaddai means all those things. He is all those things to us. But when we sing it on a screen, so I want us to go back to the word. And as we open the word, see what that word or these words mean to us. So who is the great I am? That's a great question to ask. I am is translated Yahweh or the Lord. And the Lord, the word Lord, is used somewhere in the region, I haven't counted them all, somewhere in the region of six to 8,000 times in the Old Testament. So every time you see the word Lord, it's been translated from something else. And the original would have been Yahweh or the four-letter word. (laughs) Six to 8,000 times. But to help us in our understanding, it's been translated Lord. So how? Did God introduce himself in the most personal way? He revealed his heart. He revealed his innermost self to Moses. This is a scripture that I found this week. And and I just 
leapt out at me. Isaiah 52, verse 6. If you've got your Bible, I'm going to give you time to find it because I want you to read it out of the Word, okay? I'm going to find it in the Word. I normally have it all written down here, but I'm going to find it in the Word as well. Oh, I want to read it from the Amplified. I've got the New King James. Okay, ready? If you've got your Bible, it says this. Therefore, my people shall know what my name is. All right? My people shall know what my name is and what it means. All right? This just takes it to a new level. Oh, I know the names of God. I could tell you all the Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah, Jehovah Shalom. I could go through all of them. But do you know what they mean for you? Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am. He who speaks, behold, I am. God is revealing again, I am. So it's really important that we know who he is. Let me read that again. Therefore, my people shall know what my name is and what it means. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, I am. So what is the significance of I am. I am is made up of four letters, Y, H, W, H. All four letters are consonants, and they have no vowels, and it was an in, um, what's the word? An unpronounceable word. It was a word that they, they recognized the Jews and, and the Hebrew scholars of the time. It was, a, it was the name of God that was so holy that they couldn't say it. It was a word that they changed so that they could use a word that was not so holy as to use that word. When they wrote it down in the Bible, they not only had to wash the pen, they had to wash themselves, I believe it was seven times, before they could then wash their hands and then they could write the word and then carry on writing. And if the word appeared again, they had to wash the pen, wash themselves, wash their hands seven times before they could write it again. 6,000 or 8,000 times they had to go through that as they were writing and scribing the word of God. Unbelievable. Because it was so holy. When you think of the name of God today and you walk down the street, you, can, you hear the heathens or the Gentiles or the unsaved use the name of God so frequently and yet they don't know the power and how holy that name is. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Why is that one of the Ten Commandments? Because it's so holy. It's beautiful. It's also been revered as being the name of God's breath. Yahweh. I listened to something this morning on YouTube, and there was this man. All you could see is his hairy face and his mouth. And all he did was breathe. And it just moved me deep in here. Breathe in. It's on your breath. 
every breath you take carries the name of God. His breath is in our lungs. I don't know about you, but it just sends goosebumps down my neck. It just, it's beautiful. It's powerful. There's a, it goes even better than this. You think this is, anyone think this is all right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm pleased you said that. Whew. The tetra, <laughs> this is the word I've been practicing all week. The tetragrammaton or tetragrammaton is a four-letter four Hebrew name. yod Hey, wah Hey. I want to share something with you about this name that is so powerful. It is the name of God. yod Hey, wah Hey. Every Hebrew letter is represented both by a number and a picture. Some of you would know this. I knew it in part, but I didn't know this part. This is where I want you to get your phone handy, but not right yet. Hebrew letters, they're represented both by numbers and pictures. Yod is the number 10, and the picture graph is of a hand. So if you saw the Hebrew letter, which... Ah, oh, <laughs> here we go. This is Yahweh, or W-Y... And this is the Hebrew. Yod is 10, and the picture graph for it is of a hand. Hey is a number 5, and the picture graph is behold. Va or ve is a number 6, and the picture graph is that of a nail. And hey again is number five, and it's a picture graph of behold. And if you put that together, behold the nail, behold the hand. Has that hit anybody yet? That way back in Moses' day, when God revealed who he was, he said, behold the nail, behold the hand. And when Jesus was on that cross, and when he was resurrected from the cross, what did he say to Thomas? Behold my hand. Put your finger in the nail print. It's just amazing. God's name in the Old Testament was behold the nail. Behold my hand. Isn't that amazing? I think it is amazing. I, I, I almost got up off my chair and started dancing around the room because we know that everything in the Old Testament is a picture so that we see the revelation in the new. Jesus is the revelation of the picture of who God is in the old. Do you want to know something? It does get even better than that. You sound like you're, you're silence in, in shock and wonder. I hope that is the case, not because not it's too hot and you're falling asleep. 
Behold the nail, behold the hand. The name of God speaking about the cross. I want you to get hold of your phone right now. Okay, Google. So go to your Google search. Everyone let me know once you got to Google. The young ones have and Barbara. <laughs> go on, put your hand up. I want everyone to be able to join in on this because this to me is just... Google. Once you get your Google, give me a wave. I want most people in the room. Good. I want you to do something really simple. All I want you to write is the numbers. Remember, I said about the numbers, right? Yod is 10, hey is 5, Wava is 6, and hey is 5. So I want you to write into Google 10, number 10, number 5, number 6, number 5. Don't search it yet. Okay, once you've got those numbers, now search, all right? And you tell me what it says. Genetically coded? Anybody else got anything else? Genetically coded? Anybody? Can everyone see that? You got Yahweh, double helix. So we're talking about the very DNA of every cell in every living being has the number sequence of the name of God. Don't tell me that we live in a coincidental world. If Google comes up with that, I didn't program Google. This is, I, I typed this in first thing this morning because I felt the Lord say, just type in the numbers and see what comes up to my name. The name of God, Yahweh, comes up as the DNA sequence of every living being and every living creature and every living thing. Now, you can put your phones down because you're getting distracted, Ash. <laughs> phone down. Everybody's phone down. Turn them off now. You can try that at home when you get home. Save it. Anybody amazed? Did anybody know it? Praise the Lord, revelation in the house. Isn't that amazing? If you, now you can go to any of your mates at work and you say, you don't believe in God, why not? His name is I Am. It's spelled Y-H-W-H. I'm not very good at spelling, you can tell that. I have to look at it every time. Y-H-W-H. The numbers are 10565. And let me tell you that every living soul and every living being, every living creature, every tree, every insect has the DNA sequence of God living in it. Why? Because it came from God. So amazing. It's so amazing. Not only does God's name mean Behold the hands, behold the nails. But it also means that his signature is in every living thing. And you tell me there isn't a God? You're joking. God's name is inscribed into every living thing. Because the God of Israel... 
No wonder when the children went, no wonder the children of Israel, when they heard the word YHWH, they couldn't say it. Because it is so holy. It is so amazing. I wonder how much of a revelation they had back then that we've missed through the dark ages in our society today. Now, I didn't find this revelation. It's in the Word. The Word of God speaks of this throughout. I am speaks of several things. It speaks of his omnipotence or his unlimited power. When he was speaking to the children of Israel, he was saying, I am who I am. Don't worry about what Pharaoh says he's going to do. I am who I am. You can trust me. I'll part the waters. I'll lead you in the desert. I'll cause the the, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Don't worry, I have unlimited power. What are you facing today? What are you going through? What situations do you need God to step into? He's saying, I am. I am. I am more than enough. I am more than you need. I am everything that you desire. I am your all-sufficient God. I am unlimited in power. He he says, I am omnipresent. God being everywhere at all times, for all times, in all times. That's why we know when we're gathered together in his name, he is here. I, I can imagine that God is saying, at last, you've got this revelation. How long has it taken for you to find this? I've been preaching for, I've been a pastor for 20 years. I've been preaching for 30 years. And I've suddenly only got that revelation this last week. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm so slow. I'm sorry it's taken me so long. But I believe it's one of the incredible pictures in the Bible that the hidden mysteries of the wisdom of God. And he's shown it to the generation that lives right now. He is everywhere and ever present. If you ever feel alone, don't believe your feelings because God is with you. In your darkest moments, when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. The ever-present God. So he's omniscient, he's, he's, he's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's omniscient, which means God knows all things throughout all time. Nothing takes God by surprise. When you slip a word that you know you shouldn't really say, it doesn't take God by surprise, but he does want you to live better. But he won't condemn you or make you feel guilty. He just will encourage you. You can do better than that. When you look at something that you know you shouldn't be looking at, he's not going to condemn you or make you feel guilty. You may feel guilty. But he can, he's, what he is saying is, you can do better than that. Because I'm with you. I'm ever present. Always there. So I am. He is all-encompassing, self-sufficient, and always present God. He is infinite in all his ways, sovereign over our lives and the circumstances around us. 
He is who he says he is. He is the name above all names. Now, I was going to go into part B, but I don't want to do part B because I think part A was good enough. But I tell you what, part B next week will confirm part A of this week because Jesus is the answer to who the great I, I, I am is. 